You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we have a special treat for you today. So let's let's talk about this. What happens when a couple of guys, they take their daughter to the YMCA camps or a couple times a year, do obstacle courses, zip lines, and other challenging stuff together? Well, apparently they have so much fun, it makes them want to build a business and something like that at home. Steve is with us here from Kinetic Heights. And Steve and Wilbur Long got the crazy idea to make an indoor ropes challenge course and then some, and then Kinetic Heights was born. The Southeast Charlotte Center has been booming since opening day. Now, Steve, who is actually a bankruptcy lawyer by day, is joining us on the Brand Builders podcast to tell us how a busy lawyer with kids find time to be a kid again and build his own playground and really create it into a business. So welcome, Steve. We are super excited to, to hear about Kinetic Heights and really excited to see uh, how you got here. Thank you, guys. Glad to be with you today. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. And uh, thank you for the introduction, Brian. Um, so, yeah, man, tell us tell us uh, how you best describe Kinetic Heights. Kinetic Heights is uh, an obstacle challenge center. Nobody knows what that is because it didn't <laughs> exist until we created it. Nice. But it's uh, 22,000 square feet of really cool obstacles like a Ninja Warrior course, a high ropes course and other stuff that's really hard to do. It's not meant to be like a jumpy place. It's, <laughs> it's different. It's, it's, uh, we won't mention any brands on here. No, I love those places. Uh, we love those guys, but we're just we're, we're about sort of being more than fun. Cool. We've always been about kind of a personal growth angle alongside the, the fun and adventure. So you got this idea going to YMCA camps with your daughter. And I've seen some pictures of Kinetic Heights. I've not been there yet, but I can't wait because I am a new dad. He's only 13 weeks, though, so we got yeah, a little bit of time. He's not ready for that. Not yet, not yet, but we will. We'll be out there. So tell us, um, how did you? How did the idea come about when you're at YMCA camps? Yeah, well, it, it's uh, why, it was Why Guys, okay. which is, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but it's sort of dads and kids. Great organization. I mean, great, great part of what the YMCA does. And it's dads coming together with their kids that are sort of in the 6- to 10-year-old age group once a month, uh, just spending quality time and they create funny rituals. I got a funny sounding Indian name. My, ki my kids have Indian names. We sing <laughs> silly songs. It's like camp, but in your backyard. And then in the fall, you'd go away to, they call it longhouse and all the dads from all the tribes come together. And, um, you guys have kids. You got a 13. I just have yeah. one. I do not. 13 uh, week, not, not 13, 13, month, 13 week. week. Okay. I mean, yeah. you're still tiny. You, you know, I, there's nothing more powerful than watching your kids like gain confidence and grow up from when they start riding a bike. You know, everybody's doing the kid brag. And I got to watch my daughter who was six at the time and she'd hate me to say it, but really scared of her shadow I mean, this shy kind of just not sure of herself. And she would watch these other girls doing these things like climbing to the top of a climbing tower. She might go a foot off the ground, mm -hmm. but then she'd see a girl going four feet. And there's this sort of mentoring thing. And as a dad watching your kid, like, learn how to do that. And each time she comes back, she goes farther. And now my daughter is like a ninja warrior. She'll go through every single obstacle we have inside the facility. She'll do it blindfolded. She doesn't care. She's like Supergirl. Awesome. And it's so amazing to watch. And so having that experience with our kids and driving back, you know, from the, the event in the mountains and wondering, gosh, I got to go back to checking into my six minute increment legal job mm -hmm. 
we started wondering whether there was more for us. And eventually we started listening to that little voice and off we went. That's awesome, man. Where's your location currently? We're in South Charlotte. We're just tucked in back in the old Providence Square Shopping Center. We live in what used to be a Harris Teeter 20 years ago. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got 25 foot ceilings and it's just a beautiful facility. And it's really cool when you see people walk up because the area is in the process of kind of growing into itself again. It's, it's, it's just sort of fell in disrepair a little bit, but it's coming back and see people walk into our facility and they don't realize how tall it is. And they come around the corner and you literally see their eyes go, wow, you know, it's, it's like a pleasant surprise for them. So it's really neat. And how long, how long have you had this facility open? Or? We opened in November of 16. So okay, about so a year and a half now. New. Yeah, we're still new. We're still getting the word out, and um, people are still learning about us. So with you and, and Wilbur starting this, <clears throat> did Wilbur have a, a, a past history of owning businesses, or was this a brand-new idea? And also, um, when you're creating such a unique concept from a business, this isn't just like, oh, we're going to open up a – a restaurant chain or we're going to open up something that's already been successful. You literally wrote the business plan. Was that very difficult? And what were some of the challenges that you came or came about through, throughout that process? Yeah, it was really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, yeah, we wanted to it to be the creation that we imagined it to be. We didn't, we weren't just dying to own a business. We were on, we were dying to create something that was sort of on our hearts about personal growth and it doesn't exist anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the, the hardest part for us was figuring out a, a structure where you create an event that people want to come back to. And so figuring out how to build a business plan that has sort of the recurring customer base, figuring out how to offer classes and programming rather than just come on out. Cause we're never going to be the whitewater center. I mean, how could we be? Mm-hmm. But if we can create a space where like with structure and classes, kids can grow each time and they can do more and more each time and you can see the confidence build that's true to our mission and also true to our business plan. So we, if we stray from that and we're kind of in a one and done, the business isn't what it was was supposed to be. And that actually hurts the business. We have to be true to our brand and our vision. And that that's hard when you're starting from scratch. Is it all built on confidence? Is that when you saw your daughter go through that experience, you said, man, I want to give this to other parents. I want to give this to other children, the confidence to, to build that. Is that kind of the basis? Yeah, of the there's, business? there's two things. That's the primary is built on confidence. It's built on activating confidence and watching that show up in people's faces when they've done something hard. And it's built on the shared experience that you can have when someone else is doing that. So from a dad and a kid, so powerful, gives me chills. I mean, it makes me cry watching people do that. Awesome. But it happens from it happens with teams too. I mean, if we can put high school soccer teams and build camaraderie and chemistry, if we can do corporate outings where people come back together aside from the busyness and connect, team building, the yeah, potential yeah. for productivity just gets exponential when you're working together in a great way. So it's it's kind of confidence building and community building. And you mentioned a, a unique part of the, uh, I guess of your of your business plan that you have both corporate and you also have it for more of like a family environment. I've done a lot of team building opportunities throughout corporate. I think it would be perfect for that. You never understand how you truly meet a, a coworker until you're going through something that's challenging, especially outside of the office. So that's really cool that you've kind of created that from every age level can come in and, and get a benefit um, from what you've created. That's really neat. So 
we, we want to talk a little bit about you because this is all about brands and we feel that personal brands and professional brands are, are intertwined. Um, and so you used to, or I guess back in your day, you were a football player at Yale. Is that correct? Uh, <clears throat> that is true. And I don't know how you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> which is awesome. So I actually, I was an athlete as well in college, so I understand how hard that can be. Um, really neat. Tell us about your experience at Yale and then let's kind of parlay that into does everybody need to be athletic to come to Connecticut's? So, um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys were aware, but Yale is like maybe the top three winningest football program of all time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we don't often get into the fact that that's just because they played more football games than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a but a place of great football tradition. I could tell you all about Walter Camp, the father of American football, and all these other things that got Certainly. invented in New Haven. But uh, for me, it was uh, just a powerful experience to like grow into what I was capable of. You know, I kind of a scrawny high school kid, and I, I learned how to lift and run and stretch and. I maybe surprised some of my teammates that I could actually physically develop in a way to start for a couple of years and, and play. But it was that teammate connection that like, you know, you think back who you still stay in touch with after all the years. Those are the guys that I stayed in touch mm -hmm. with, you know, that kind of shared toil, that shared misery, but where you sort of blood, sweat and tears your way together. Mm -hmm. And that's neat. That really is kind of consistent with what we're talking about here at Kinetic Heights because it's sort of the shared struggle that creates the bonds. Um, so that was, uh, that was the Yale story. You had asked me something else. I yeah. Forget. So, and, and, and I mean, obviously being a college football player, you are athletic, but does everybody that comes to Connecticut Heights, do they have to have some type of athleticism? Um, or is it a place that will yeah, develop so that? Let me just clarify. I am not athletic. <laughs> or at least I'm not anymore. Um, and, and the answer is no. And, and that's an area where, um, you know, sort of on the topic of brand, it's been a struggle for us because we, uh, the place is totally accessible and the challenges are totally meet you where you are. It's really cool. Like one of the high ropes things has literally three ways to get across it. And it's sort of depending on your level of courage and physical fitness, which are the paths you take, but all of the facility has different ways through. And sometimes if you can't get over the wall yourself, but you got two teammates, you're still getting over the wall. So as we present ourselves as like, this isn't, for participation medals, this is for conquering obstacles. We run the risk of sort of being intimidating to some of the audience, and we've had to figure out how to phrase our offerings in a way that that sort of doesn't exclude us from corporate groups wanting to come in and do this because they can. So much of the team building is about the shared experience on the ground. It has nothing to do with the obstacles. So we like to structure our stuff where it's kind of team building, uh, collaboration exercises, communication exercises, icebreakers, sometimes uh, disc profiles and character leadership traits. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes sort of a challenge by choice after team building. So it's, you know, do the work together and then support each other for those that want to do the adventure, do the adventure after it's sort of team building and then team bonding. So short answer, no, you don't have to be a elite ninja athlete to come do this stuff. <laughs> That's how, awesome. How long does it take? I, I mean, if, if we did a corporate outing, what does that look like from a time frame standpoint? And can you do these at all times of the day and weekends or yeah, so what's we, your scheduling? Yeah, like? so it's 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 sort of flexible. We find that the that the corporate groups that wanna come and do the the team building sort of what we talk about with some of these intentional exercises, 
that fits in best during the day when all the kids are off at school, fitness is over, and it's quiet. Because you can really get engaged. You can do these debriefings afterwards. You can draw out what was really good from the experience. And so when people are in that space, it's typically three to four hours, half-day program, uh, team-building program in the middle of the day. And then um, sometimes folks will go further and they'll add a workshop on communication or they'll do a disc profile or something. It can be a full day. Teams that are really interested more in the team bonding, we like to do those kind of afternoon ending in you know, sort of three to five thirty or six, and everybody likes to have a frothy beverage at the end of that. So, gotcha. Yeah, that kind of can so you fit do in serve, alongside other activities. Do you serve food and beverages? We we, uh, we we're on a BYO for the okay. happy hours, but we're in the process of going ahead and getting a liquor license so we can have some craft brew up there. And it, we really think that that, uh, for whatever it's worth, adds to that experience. Oh, absolutely. Having the adventure, it's kind of like Spartan. We're, you yeah, go do right. this thing, and then you drink. You get a beer, yeah. you toast each other. You know that's part of the shared experience. And so. you mentioned Whitewater Center earlier. It's, it's similar. You, you know, you go out there, you do your mountain biking or your ropes course or your whatever. Yeah. You're, you're rafting, you're or kayaking, to that and then you earn, you, you know, yeah. a nice burger and maybe a beer. Fireworks you know? and bands and beer. Yeah, out that's there, right. right. Yeah, that's right. Do it right. So, do you host events uh, at your place, like where you bring in a band, possibly? And we haven't done do a band yet, but um, you know, it's funny we're we're starting to step into this kind of evening, more adult oriented space with the millennials and up. And um, we got this great idea for the summer of doing American Ninja Warrior viewing parties after having a like an obstacle course workout, something like that. So. Bring the crew out after work, do a little mud run without the mud, have a beer, watch American Ninja Warrior. That's awesome. You mentioned cool. Yeah, and I, I've seen videos of like there's a video and you've probably seen this of a dad that created the um it like went viral, the American Ninja course in his backyard. Yeah, it's like his that. like four year old yeah, daughter. His little kid, he was yeah. like crushing it. Right. That was awesome. Right. So you did that at a even bigger area for your daughter. That's really neat. Um, one thing that I want to ask, and this is kind of a personal question, you, you went into business with with Wilbur. Um, I, I don't know what his background is, but I think a lot of people, when they're talking to their friends or they're having a beer, they come up with ideas. And I bet there's plenty of them that talk about, we should open a business together, man. That would be so awesome. Yeah. But sometimes working with your friends is very difficult. When you had that conversation with Wilbur, where was like the the moment that you guys said, we, we got to do this? And And do you guys bring differentiating backgrounds to make it you know, kind of collaborate and work together. Tell me, like, where did you guys both just go, you know what, we're in, we're going to make this happen? Well, um, I think if you asked him, he'd say I dragged him. <laughs> um, Someone's got to be pulling somebody. He had, he had a he, uh, he, great guy. He's in uh, risk management okay. compliance at the bank. I was a bankruptcy lawyer. Like, we kind of could imagine all the things that could go wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> y'all had that covered. Yeah. <laughs> And we and yet we both had this like there's more to we're in that kind of midlife phase right there's a, there's more to life than what we have built in our careers it's like you'd be very successful in your career and still feel like you're missing something and for I think for both of us we really felt like what we were missing was giving life to our dreams and so I just think there are so many people in that kind of 35 to 45 year old space that could be really successful at what they do. And there's a little part of them that wants to be doing something that they're passionate about. And I think they're, 
the challenge for them is to listen to the voice and figure out how to give life to it. And so Wilbur had the same voice that I did. I might have had to just nudge him a little harder, uh, but he jumped in and he definitely brings different skills. He's kind of, you know, we do some personality work with our corporate clients. And one of them is like a disc profile. I don't know if you guys have done mm-hmm. that, but there's we another have, one actually. that's it's it's like disc, but it's a little it's just a little fluffier, softer, and you you're sort of you end up being described as different bird types. And so like there's a peacock, there's an eagle, one of them is an owl, and the owl is kind of like the very detail oriented analytical wise. guy who doesn't want to make a decision. He just wants to analyze. And the eagle is like, let's go, you know, we're gonna take that hill. And I we I did the profile, and then I was like, "That's Wilbur, that's me," and I could see how we needed both to be able to make the thing work. Absolutely, that's perfect. Guess what? <laughs> guess what he is? <laughs> fly eagles fly, baby. Oh, there he is. How about you? Dominant, dominant. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I ended up on the dominant, uh, cautious hmm. page. I was high, high, high. Yeah, DC high, high. is what I was. Was just, no pun, Lucchese. I'm just the cheerleader. I'm over there <laughs> yeah. just rah rah. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Nah, well, that's super cool. So, do you have like leadership coaches? Is that what you would call them uh, on staff that kind of guide the course, but also guide the disc assessments we, and things like, like that? We like to do it. Um, we've got some great facilitators that have been doing experiential education for years and years, um, and when we're bringing in a corporate group, we like to partner with outside folks that are like executive coaches. So we don't want our 28 year old guys preaching at management. Corporate. Yeah. When we work with folks that do that for a living, we can customize the program so that everybody is getting what they need. We're doing our part. The coaches are doing their part. The clients that show up ready to learn are learning. That's just how we found the best niche for us. We don't want to do more than we're really, really competent at. Gotcha. Do you seem that you're more, you get more attraction from the corporation itself or the individual leadership company or leadership team that's providing that leadership training? Like what's your, what's your client? Is it working directly with the leadership team or working with a Wells Fargo, for instance? You know, we're so new that we're trying to figure out what the, we're finding, the clients are finding us and we're just recognizing we can offer them more if we partner with some of these other presenters. Place is a great space for anybody that wants to present. So what we figured out is there's continuing legal ed, there's continuing ed for all these other places. They can come in, do a talk, then do a team building. It's like this great, great package. So it's it's so young for us. I can't answer the question what the right. Well, I guess both. I mean, I the, I'm I just have people in my mind who have gone through leadership classes in the past. Um, and training seminars and done different things in Charlotte that right. isn't that. Uh, right. I have one right now that they they take you to the Whitewater Center, but I'd love to to share along that information. I feel it would be perfect yeah. for them as well. All so. these great leadership, Charlotte, mm-hmm. right. our leadership, all of these places. Yeah, I mean, okay. we're just getting our name out there. Very neat. So you've been in the business now two years, and I'm sure you've had your ups and downs and all arounds. What um, what have you learned in two years, and, and what's next for Kinetic Heights? What have we learned in two years and what's next? Um, we've learned that when we're tucked in back where we are, we need to figure out a way to stand out on Providence Road and wave at people so that they don't forget us. You know, it's like learning how to market the business effectively has been a challenge for us. Um, and I take some comfort in the fact, just thinking of Jeff and what they did at Whitewater, 
took those guys a little time to figure it out as well. And, and now and I see how they've done it. You see the W, they do beer, they do fireworks as an add-on. So we're, we're learning those. I think that's the area where we've um, sort of trial and errored our way through to figuring it out. Um, we're getting a lot better. Where we're going, we're going to, um, gosh, we're going so heavy into schools, staff team building, and social-emotional learning. And um, that's just because there is such a need for students these days to sort of develop self-belief systems and self-confidence. I mean, you just cannot pick up the paper without seeing a sad story about a bully or a shooting or something that's really impactful. And the schools are, they're so busy teaching all the things they have to teach that they don't have the time or the money to kind of invest in what is possibly the most critical part of how people grow up which is self-belief and self-confidence and self-awareness. So we have the perfect, perfect space to be able to show kids how to breathe, how to be aware, you know, how to gain self-confidence, how to build community. They don't even know it's happening to them because they're on the ropes course and they're smiling. But when you look at the videos of these kids talking about how they feel, man, it's so powerful. So we're doing a uh, ton of things now with CMS. We've got Six or seven all staff team buildings coming in August on the teacher work days. We're doing lots of private school staff team buildings, and we're starting to do these social emotional learning programs where um, they come in once or they come in a couple times. We're doing it with Novant in terms of some of their um, counseling folks. We're doing it. I think we could do it with the court system. I just think this sort of positive self image coming from what you can do yourself is amazing. That's really cool that you, you, cool. the vision is so much more than just day to day. Like that's awesome that you're yeah, seeing. Come run is, the court. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're trying to help the community through your private business because you saw what it did with your daughter. And now it's opening up the door to so many different avenues. Like that's really cool. You can see it in your, in your, your eyes, just like the passion yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, that's very neat. How Thank do you, you structure your, your income is it, I mean, in, fr from the business aspect, is it I come in and pay a fee to do the course or some of the examples like the school system, for example, do they, is there a charity funding their day at your facility or is that something, you know, I'm just. Yeah. So um, weekends are um, open play. You come in, they pass. Gotcha. Birthday party for your kid. Yep. Sort of a one-time thing. We do memberships for fitness and classes and stuff. We have 120 members or something like that. Starting to get a lot of family members now that we're doing a lot of things for families. But then these these youth groups are, are typically, um, you know, the school will pay for a field trip or for professional development stuff. Sometimes they're, you know, be like a church group and they're just organizing, but the individuals are paying. Okay. But I got to huge vision for as we can show more people the benefits of these programming that there's an opportunity for corporate charlotte to support some of the groups that can't afford to do it for us to chip in with a reduced rate for them to fund a grant and for us to be able to reach gobs and gobs and gobs of people and if you want to think about the impact that some business can have I like to talk to our guys about, you know, you drop a rock and watch the ripples go. We may never know what that 16-year-old kid who never believed in himself until he came here and there was a light bulb that went on. What he goes and does and who he touches, we'll never know. But if we can just imagine how positive it can be. Absolutely. Chills just sitting here. Yeah.
that's why I was curious, like how that could be, how that could be done, and if it were funded through grants and those different programs. Because yes. there's so many needy children that just don't have the means to come pay for what you're doing. So it, it'd be so cool if there were other programs like sending folks now to you, your facility. And now you got me going. And then you know, you're impacting so many lives that. The, yeah. uh, the special needs community is right. another one. That's a great example. We got a guy, Jim Guimond, who is sort of part-time with us and part-time as a director for, I guess it's maybe Camp Soar or the, I can't keep track of all the organizations, but he's got this huge heart for special needs. And we have these, these adults and kids in who come in, autism after 18 comes in, man, you want to see joy? Watching those guys try to run up the wall and the crowd is cheering for them, it is so heart-touching. Sure. It's so powerful. And, like, there's not – this isn't available for those guys anywhere. Veterans? Yeah. There's, there's all, so many. There's so <laughs> many opportunities if we can just figure out how to deliver a good experience for them and then partner with other groups that are passionate about helping them. It's very cool. Yeah, very man. cool. <clears throat> I, I, I've loved learning a little bit more about this now. The last thing before we, we let you go, um, how do we find you? You told us where you're located, but where can we find you on social media and where can we learn some more, especially if you're a corporation that's listening to this right now and you want to learn about team building or if you want to make a donation to support um, you know, any type of charities around here that can, can work with them, how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, so we're at uh, kineticheights.com, and, um, and the best way to reach me is, uh, since you can't spell my name, is probably through teambuilding at kineticheights.com. That comes right to me. and. I'm ready, willing, and able to talk to whoever's interested in partnering with us on some of this stuff. Awesome. Well, wishing you huge success, and we're going to have to come by and check you out, man. You guys ought yeah. to bring your sneakers <laughs> yeah, and uh, right. sign the waiver before you come <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm sure that thing's pretty tight yeah. <laughs> from your background. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, well, well, thank, thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.